So tonight, we decided, we've been, we've been uh, working our way through the book of Acts. And most of you know that for about the last five months. And of course, um, most of you know that the book of Acts has a lot to do with the arrival of Holy Spirit onto the scene. Not that he was never there before. Holy Spirit's always been here. But he came in a powerful, dramatic way. And instead of being upon people, Holy Spirit came to live within people. Huge, radical shift. And that's the new covenant of grace. Is God on the inside doing in you what you couldn't do for him in a million years? That's grace. That's what you signed up for when you said yes to Jesus. Okay, is his spirit comes in you. Now, when that happens, there's a lot of things that suddenly our life changes. Um, last week, Wanda you know, shared a beautiful testimony and basically saying things like the scriptures came alive and um, suddenly she just kind of knew things or knew when to contact people. And when she did, good things happened. And so our, our relationship is supposed to be alive and fun and active and not just like a head knowledge thing. You know, God's good. I, I, I know that. He wants us to enjoy him and, and experience life with him and, and actually um, be his, his love, his, you know, his hands, his eyes, his, um, just be him to the world. Okay, that's what the spiritual gifts are about, all right? And so, um, so tonight, what we're going to do, as I said, we're going to do a few tasters. So I hope you came ready to participate. I'm, if some of you are thinking, I'm not so sure. This is a point. Let me just say this. I'm sure there might be a few people that are going, oh, shoot, I didn't know we were doing something tonight. I thought I could just sit here. Um, I will tell you, Christianity is not a spectator sport. It never was meant to be, actually. And, um, and so even as we're explaining things, you'll see that whoever explains them, we try to do things knowing that for some people this is going to be really new tonight. So we're not trying to put you on the spot. What we're saying is just try things out. Just try some things. Because what's going to happen, you need some place. This is about as safe a place as you're going to get to try these things. And you need a place to, to try it out so that you can see, oh, I can hear God. Or I can, I pray for people and they, and they do get well. Then actually you go out there and do these things, which is where we're supposed to, everywhere we go. Right? So tonight I asked three people, um, Bill Hernandez who's going to come up in a moment and, and share a little bit about uh, prophecy. And then we're going to try some things out together. And then Mary Jo Carrion is going to come up and talk about healing, and we're going to try some things out together. And then Gabe is going to come up and talk about evangelism or sharing our, our Jesus story, and we're going to try it out a little bit. And then we're going to have communion at the end. It's going to be a fun night. So... Especially if you're feeling a little uneasy, I just right now I speak peace over you. Like I said, this what I want all of us to do is just put aside performance. Performance is like us trying to get it right. It doesn't work. Um, it's not. It, it makes it much too anxiety ridden anyway. And so just let all that go and just just be like okay, be like that kid that's at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> mm, this is a different taste. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then, um, at, at the, after each one is going to share a little bit, I actually, their teaching is going to be super short. I'm probably talking as long as they will. Their teaching is going to be super short and the trying it out is going to be longer than their teaching each time. So you're only going to get a little bit of teaching and we're going to try it out. All right. I hope you guys are all good. Holy spirit come more. We, we want you and, um, we want to experience with you 
the reality of, of heaven and the reality of Jesus in us. All right, so would you welcome up Bill Hernandez? What's that? Oh, and then we'll take the offering. Take the offering. Yeah, offering now. I just forgot. What? What, what, what? I have announced, I'm sneaking in announcements later. Just wait. We're doing things different tonight. I'm messing you up. I'm messing you up so much that I forgot to take the offering. All right. We can, you can talk while, they, while, they're, while they're doing this. Come on up, Bill. My applause was interrupted. Could I please get an applause? Thank you. That's good. That's amazing. I mean, you got to get the full thing, right? None of that partial stuff. Yeah, so uh, first of all, what I like to do with, uh, you know, I see the prophetic as an encouraging an encouraging, uplifting word that we give, that we can give to each other. And one of the things I like to do for people who do give encouraging words or prophetic words is to bless and to encourage them. So I want to bless, bless and encourage and affirm Suzanne for doing the prophetic. Yeah. Yes. And those red shoes, you know. So the red... What's really kind of interesting is that red is, uh, signifies anointing and power. Oh, whoa, yeah. And it was powerful and anointing, anointed, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do prophecy t- tonight, and uh, you're going to be participating. And, <clears throat> and uh, it's going to be good. And I always tell people that I have the gift the gift of gifting. So when I'm teaching and I'm releasing it, you're going to get it, right? You will get it. You start receiving it more and more and more and more. You're sailing in that direction. So tonight, everyone's going to get an opportunity to prophesy, and you're, and you're probably going, gulp. And so uh, I remember one time I was teaching at a class, and we were going to do the activation. I said, okay, we're going to do the activation where you're each going to be prophesying. And this one person that was sitting in the front... His eyes got bigger and bigger. He turned wider and wider, and he flew out the door. Literally, if he had wings, he would have flown out the door. So he was so scared to death. But actually, you know, it is so, so very easy. The Lord has made it really, really super easy for all of us. He's already poured it out in you. You just have it. It just needs to come alive. And you need to have, like, an opportunity and a safe place in which to do it, which is... Here tonight, you are amongst friends. And I just recently attended a conference. They said, it's okay, just guess and go ahead and make a mistake. It's all right if you do. Just guess and and just see what God does. So that's what we started doing. And people just started discovering accuracy in the words that they were giving to one another. So, yeah, exactly. It was really, really cool. So, um, So who can prophesy in Acts 2? Oh, well, what do you know? Okay. In Acts 2.17, it says, In the last days, God says, 
I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. So how many of you are men? Raise your hand. How many of you are women? Okay, so that means that that's you right here. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. So you're going to prophesy, right? Because it says right here that you, you shall, you will. It's going to happen. And I was thinking, it says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. And I was thinking, well, I don't have any kids. So it says, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. I said, well, I guess I'm an old man, but I'm not really dreaming that many dreams. But I'm actually prophesying. But the thing is that I am somebody's son, you're somebody's son, however old you are, and you're somebody's daughter, however old you are, and you will prophesy, okay? So it's going to happen tonight. In 1 Corinthians 14.1, it says, Follow the ways of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So we are actually given permission and it's not, you're not being uh, self-centered or narcissistic to want to prophesy. Some people see uh, operating in some of the power gifts as something like uh, uh, incredibly amazing and that only special people can do that. And, all, you know, just, you know, it's got to be, you know, mo- only Moses or whatever can prophesy. But I, who, me? But the thing is right here, it's saying you can prophesy. Just ask. Go ahead and desire it. And just keep on desiring and keep on asking for it. Keep on asking the Lord to give it to you. Keep on knocking on the door for it to come alive. And it will come alive. And don't worry about becoming, you know, uh, a legend in your mind, in your own mind over it. Because people, people will remove that legend over you. They will, you know, you will learn in your relationships how to govern your gifting. You will learn that you realize, you know, the gifts are there to enhance the relationships, right? So to, it's to bring love and kindness and honor and blessing. So what to prophesy? In for, uh, 1 Corinthians 14.3, it says, The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. And so uh, Chris Ballatin in his book, he says, you know, build up, call near, and cheer up. And what we want to do is that we want to reveal the treasures in people's lives. So it's really, you know, a lot of times people think that if you're going to be prophesying, that you're going to bring direction and correction, that that's, oh, my God, I'm going to be bringing direction and correction to the pastor, to the leaders. I'm going to be scolding people and putting them in their place and calling people on their stuff and their junk. And so that's what I'm called to do. It says, no, that's not what you're called to do. It said that you're called to strengthen and encourage and comfort and edify and build the church, right? So the Lord pours out the Spirit for that wonderful, wonderful thing, and he's, in, he's enabling you to be an even more loving person and to say gracious things and do gracious acts for one another, and so, um, so we're going to be revealing treasures and the glory in them. There's a, a story in one of the illustrations that Chris Ballatin uh, talks about, and that is about finding treasures. 
And he, uh, in there, he gives this illustration of someone who went into, deep into a mine and he came back with a bucket of dirt, you know? And he goes, look at this. I found all these rocks and all this dirt and everything. And he brings it to the foreman. The foreman said, you know, I didn't hire you to, that's not to bring dirt and rocks. I hired you to go and find gold, gold and treasures. So we can, we can easily find the dirt and see the dirt in people's lives. Or we say, Lord, what's the treasure here? You know, what's the glory that's here? Reveal the treasures and the glory in them, Lord. What, it, what is it? And I, I want to be able to call that out. And it's really easy to do. It's very, very easy to do. We're going to be doing that tonight. <clears throat> so how to prophesy. So to, for how, how to prophesy, this is just for tonight, you know, just for an exercise. So we're going to be breaking up into groups of three. But before we do that, I want you to start already praying right now in your mind, Lord, I want you to give me something that's going to strengthen, encourage, or comfort the person that I'm going to be with. So what is that going to be? It could be just a really, really, really simple thing, okay? Just very, very, very simple. And so um, um, so uh, you can, uh, the prophetic comes as a thought, See, there's a a thought that goes through your mind. You might just have this impression in your heart about that person. You might have a feeling. You might have a sense, or there's an inner voice. You're hearing the inner voice of the Lord. You know, what's really kind of interesting is sometimes that inner voice of the Lord is not like, I am the Lord your God. I'm speaking in your brain. So, um, (laughs) but it's really a lot of times that voice is, the sound of your own voice in your own head, which is really kind of interesting. I realized that, yeah, God sounds like my voice, you know. And so it's really, really kind of interesting. And so uh, some, it's not all the time, but sometimes the Lord will speak a little bit differently, right? And you can recognize that inner voice. So the Lord will, will lay it on your heart. So you can also guess. So let's say you get together with someone and you just don't have anything that's strengthening, encouraging, or comforting. You know what? I just don't have anything for you, Susan. I don't have anything that's encouraging. I'm so sorry. You know? (laughs) It's okay. Love is kind. So what you're going to do is you're going to leave them loved. You know what? I just don't, I just didn't, I don't have anything. I'm so new to this. I don't have anything here. But you know what? I just want to bless you. And I just, I'm just so happy to meet you tonight. All right. So the Lord bless you tonight. Amen. Amen. All right? So just always leave them loved. That's one of the first things that I learned many, many, many years ago in Vineyard, that when you're praying for people, for the sick, or whatever that they need, and nothing's happening, if nothing else, leave, uh, let them go feeling loved. Right? You can't go wrong. So one of the things we're going to do here is so when you share with someone and the Lord gives you something, you're going to say, I believe the Lord is saying. Or when I look at you, I see or sense. All right? That's all you have to do. Or I feel like the Lord just kind of shared this thing with me. So it's going to be short, sweet, and simple. All right? You only have like just you're going to only have like a minute with the person. Right? It's not going to be this long-winded uh, prophetic word. And I know that for some of you here that are extremely prophetic, 
that, that you want to go on and on, and you just feel like it's just absolutely, this is like, you know, there's the Ten Commandments, and then the Lord has just given me the 11th commandment. And it ha- I have to give the whole chapter. And you just go on and on and on. So we don't have time to do that, okay? So I want you to edit yourself and just keep it short, sweet, and simple and get the gist of it. That's right. Very in a tweet. Exactly. You know, you just never know that when you're in the store, you may only have just a moment to say, you know what, I just wanted to let you know, you know, thank you for serving the water right now. I just want you to know that, that God just loves you and he's going to be doing wonderful things in your life. Boom, done. Got it? So um, that's what we're going to be doing here. So we're going to get together and we're going to say, you're going to say your name, where you're from. Hello, I'm Bill. I'm from San Rafael. And what your favorite pastime is. Just something really short. You know, so I thought, my. My name is Bill. I'm from San Rafael. And my favorite pastime is interceding for the people on, on Wheel of Fortune, for the people that aren't winning money. <laughs> I've really done that, you know, watching the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, anyway... All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to break up into groups of three. So in the count of three, one, two, three. Get to, I want you to get together with a, a stranger. So prophetic teams, ministry teams, and overseers, get together with two strangers or someone you don't know, all right? Because you're going to help model it, all right? Twelve minutes. Oh, okay. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Okay. All right, no visiting. You can visit later. Okay, folks. All right. Can I have your attention, everybody? Is everyone with a group of three? Yes. Raise your hand if you're not. Okay. Get together. Well, look, there's three hands that went up. I guess those three go together. All right. All right. So we're going to go one at a time. You have like 30 seconds, all right? You have 30 seconds on your mark, get set, go. Okay, folks. So, anyway, so that was just a little taste, right? Just a tiny little taste. Got it? And I don't know that I have your attention because there's a lot of talking. There's an awful lot of talking. 
eyes up front. You are done ministering. You have finished. Okay. The Spirit of the Lord is on pause. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but there's a candy that's called pause. Okay, folks. So that's just a little taste. So I want you to know that I do prophetic training about... There's still a lot of talking. How is it possible that there's so much talking? I had a supervisor, if we were talking in at, the, at, at, the wor- at, at work, you know, she would do this. She would go, shh. That's <laughs> she would, like, build it up. <laughs> it's like she's spitting watermelon seeds. I don't know what she was doing, but... Okay, so about every other month, I will do training. So if you want more, go to the website online, and you can see the schedule. The next one's going to be in October, the first Saturday in October, and then another one we're going to have the first Saturday in December. And then also, too, these are some titles or books that you can you can go ahead and photograph them. For, this is for basic training, and I highly recommend this material for you, for you to get going in the prophetic. All right? Oh, all right. So the... So, okay, so uh, anyway, one last thing for Brent here is that I have a prophetic word for him, just a quickie. So I saw earlier, you know, monarch butterflies, they're usually in a chrysalis, and it's green, right? It's green. You can't see in there. But as it gets close for them to come out, you can start seeing it. It starts to turn uh, crystal clear, and you can see the wings and everything of that butterfly. And that's what I saw for you, is that you're about ready to crack out of that chrysalis. But it's really interesting that it's a monarch butterfly that the Lord showed me. It wasn't a, one of those caterpillar, you know, moths or something like that. It was, you're not a caterpillar moth. You're like a monarch. So it's kind of like I, I said, why, why butterfly? And he says, well, it's because the Lord's going to be giving you a bird's eye view over, over a greater kingdom that he has for you. And then also for Suzanne, what I saw already, that you're just like this, like a, a blue butterfly just flitting around. You're already in your zone. So the blue signifies revelation and the prophetic. So that's what I'm seeing. There you go. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you, Bill. That was awesome. And uh, when, when he talked about, it's the website's here, when, when he meets here on a Saturday, it's in the afternoon. So those of you that travel from distances, you can come for the training, go out and get a bite to eat, and then come back for the service. That's why we've done it that way. But all the information, including the times and dates, are blazingfire.org uh, slash school of profits with a dash. All right? School dash. And our kids are back because they knew we were going to do fun things today, so they came back to join us. Um, so if you're, if you're parents of kids, the reason why we brought them back tonight, we, we don't often do this, but we actually want them to join in the fun with us if it's at all possible. Okay. All right. And, um, Hey, there's a picnic going on one a week from tomorrow. So it's in Pleasanton, bring food to share. It's awesome. Actually get to know people. It's really, really good. It's really fun. 
All right. There you go. And uh, next is Mary Jo. She's going to talk about healing, and then we're going to try it out. you for encouraging me. I'm out of my comfort zone. So I, (laughs) so Suzanne, I'm so proud of you. That was an awesome word that you gave and I appreciate you stepping into that. It was amazing. So thank you. So um, my name is Mary Jo. I am on the Blazing Fire prayer team and I also get to pray for people at East Bay Healing. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about healing is for today. And so last week, um, Brent said something that really stuck with me. He said, God is sovereign, but he doesn't control everything. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? And I, and I was thinking about it, and I realized that there is free will, and so a lot of bad things happen on this earth. There is an enemy, and that enemy is the source of all diseases. But the great news is how much God loves us. And he wants us to be healed. And he has empowered all of us. Not just Brent, not just the prayer team, but all of us. And you are the light for so many people around you. Everywhere you go, you are the light. You pray for people and they're healed. And you pray and it's through all through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first, um, not only does God... The father and his son want to heal you, but he also wants to anoint the believers with a supernatural power, supernatural power. So he gave the great um, commission and he said, and he said to them, go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will lay hands on sick people, and they will get well. I'm going to say that again. They will lay hands on sick people, and they will get well. And when Jesus called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. So to me, that is so amazing that Jesus, he said to all of us, you have the power, you have the authority. Again, say that with me. You have the power, I have the authority. So believe it. And that is part of it, is believing it. And if you haven't read Brent's encouraging email this week, you really should. Um, He, he, I never heard this story before in all the years I've known you. It was awesome. He mentions that one day um, he was thinking about healing and his knee was hurt. And he said, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. And he prayed for his knee and it was healed. You need to believe. And so in all honesty, I struggle with believing myself. So I have to choose to believe. So like when I look around the world and I see all of these horrible things going on, I have to choose to believe God's word. I have to choose to believe that God is good and God loves me. Even all this junk is going around. So even when the hard times come, I believe that God is good. 
Even when my atheist brother makes fun of me, I choose to believe that there is a God who loves me. So I choose to believe. I choose to believe that's so important. So healing also can be immediate miracle or it could be a gradual process. For me, especially in this age, I like to have instant, you know, like instant. And, but it's not always that way. But the thing that really comforts me is that God always, always, always hears our prayers. Always. So James 5.15, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Again, the prayer of faith. Choose to believe that God heals today and every day. And then 1 John, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So that word really stands out to me, that he hears us. So even if you're praying for someone and you don't see anything, be confident that God hears us. And he's working behind the scenes for us. He loves us and he wants what's best for us always. So in summary, he anoints us with this healing power. He gives us authority and he hears our prayers. So I'm going to give you like four of my kind of four top tips for praying for people because we're going to step out in faith and we're going to pray for each other. So these are some of the things that I have learned. The first thing is I always ask for the Holy Spirit to come. I can't do it without him. I don't want to do it without him. So I always say, Holy Spirit, come. And he always shows up. The second thing that, again, I'm going to admit this is really hard for me, is to keep your eyes open. I like to pray like this, but it's not, that's not a good thing, because what if the person falls, or what if the person's crying, or what if the person's in pain? You really need to be opening your eyes, and you need to be able to see what's going on, see what God's doing. And the other thing is listen. Listen for the Holy Spirit. And also, listen with compassion to what you're hearing. So you can be saying, you know, tell me what's going on. Where does it hurt? How long is it? How long has it been going on? And then repeat back to them. So you're feeling this. So you're feeling that. <clears throat> and then the last one is pray even if you don't feel like it. So sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough or I've had a really bad week or my boss is being mean to me. And I feel like about so small. But it's been my personal experience that those are the times that the Holy Spirit shows up the most. And that he, he just steps in, and if you, if you are obedient to God, he's going to step in, and he's going to show up, and he's going to move powerfully. So I just want to encourage you just to go for it, and I think we're going to try it. Susan, you're going to come up here right now. <laughs> you're going to... Yeah, so we're going to do a little bit like what we just did with the prophetic, where we're going to break up into groups. You do not have to break up into the same group, though, okay? That would probably be good to mix it up. So, again, groups of three would be a good size to, to break up into. You guys did awesome last time. Everybody mixed it up. And um, what we're going to do is you're going to pray. I mean, how much time would you say? Ten minutes? So that will be... Um, three minutes per person, okay? So we'll let you know when it's time, just like Bill did, when it's time to shift to the next person. So that means the two of you will be praying for the one person for whatever illness. And I want to just share, sometimes you're like, well, I don't have anything going on, but 
real briefly, Chuck McCallum shared a story where he went up to the healing rooms at Bethel and like was going to go to the healing rooms, but he's like, but I don't have any pain in my body. I don't think I have anything going on. But it's like, oh, what, what the heck? Hay fever. His hay fever was completely healed. Hey, so whatever, any little thing, okay? I've got this pain in my little baby toe. Okay, it doesn't matter what it is, okay? So everybody get up and let's move into groups of three and we will tell you when it's time to shift. Okay, time to wrap it up. 15 seconds. Okay. Okay, stop praying now. Yeah, you can come on, sit back in your seats. You guys did awesome. Okay, as you all are going back to your seats, I want, I want you all, how many of you experienced while you were being prayed for the presence of God stand up if you've experienced the presence of God no I mean I take that back sit down I'm gonna do it backwards <laughs> reverse course okay we're being flexed today how many of you stand up if you received a complete healing stand up right now complete healing whoa oh okay stay uh, stay up stay standing up look at this complete complete because you had pain pain pain's gone yeah um i have arthritis in one of my toes and the um i was prayed for and it went away so. yeah i messed up my back really bad yesterday lifting like my uh hips were kind of aligned like one foot was longer than the other one, but I feel like really good right now. So thank you so much. And one more. Um, I had a migraine like the level of a 10 when I came in here, and the pain's completely gone. Okay. okay, but how many of you experienced a partial healing stand up? Come on, stand up. You got partial healing, like... Part, the pain partially went away or whatever. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Look at that. Stay, come on, stay up, stay up, stay up. How many of you felt the presence of God come on you? Because that counts too. Look at that. Okay, everybody. Whoa, okay. Yay. Yeah, give him a cheer. Yay, God. Because I have experienced very often, I've, I've had sort of, I think, three miraculous healings in my life where the pain went, 
but it didn't always go immediately. So we're just in agreement. God, continue to heal them as they go. And how many, was that fun or was that fun? And was that easy or was that easy? So if you want more, we have Joanne Moody coming in two months. Um, she's amazing. That's October 19th. She will be here both at 1 o'clock for East Bay Healing Center as well as that evening at 6. She is amazing. How many of you have seen her, right? This woman, she, she ministers with power. She ministers with compassion. You should read, read up on her on the internet. She herself suffered with excruciating pain for 14 years. Multiple failed, like 14 failed surgeries, something ridiculous. Agonizing pelvic pain for 14 years, miraculously healed finally by God. So she herself has started immediately walking into the healing. So you can come, and she does a wonderful draw, job of training you up and really inspiring you. So... Please come. Awesome. And keep praying for healing, guys. It works. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, hey, if you're new tonight, then put, take your phones out if you'd like to be on that email list that someone just referred to, Mary Jo just referred to. Uh, once a week, an email that comes to you. So just text your name and address to that number, 925-264-9161. Do you notice how I'm just sneaking in the announcements here? Okay, isn't this good? Just right under the radar like that, okay? All right, so now um, we, have <laughs> we have Gabe Navarrete's going to come up and share. I got this. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, so most of you guys know me. Uh, my name is Gabriel, if you don't know me. Um, so, yeah, so I have, this is kind of where um, kind of hits home for me. I, I love to share my story with people where, wherever I go. I try to. Um, sometimes I don't. So, but it's kind of where my heart is, which is why Brent kind of asked me to do this. So, um, let me see. Yes, please. So just to start off, just a refresher. So evangelism kind of sounds kind of like a big thing sometimes, and people kind of get kind of, uh, how would you say, kind of intimidated by, by it because you think of, like, evangelism. You think of, like, Billy Graham and all these, like, people that were so, like, awesome at, you know, sharing the gospel, the message of salvation, all of that good stuff. Um, but just to, I kind of want to take a little bit of that off of you, you know, like that fear of, you know, you have to know the Bible 100% and you have to be a, the, a theologian and know every verse. Um, basically, evangelism on, in your day-to-day life would be just sharing your story, um, sharing what the Lord has done for you, um, how the Lord has changed you. Um, and just your personal story. So just, I, I picked these two verses because um, just to remind us of the reason why we do this. In First uh, Peter 3.15, it says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope 
that is in you. Um, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Um, and that's the key. I mean, um, with social media now and, like, people being very disrespectful to one another, you know, we want to be honoring to people, but we also don't want to be shy about who we are, um, what we believe uh, is, is part of who we are. So we can't shy back from that. Um, also, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20, it, uh, it's a command uh, you know, God commands us to do this. Says, "Go and make." Jesus commanded his disciples, "Go and make more disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you." Um, so, it's something that God promises us. He promises us the nations. Also, um, there's a lot of joy in doing this. It's not only because God commands us to do it. Yes, it is a command. A lot of churches will focus on that. You know, it's a commandment, so now we got to go do this, you know. Um, But I feel like this is a a key to experiencing the fullness of the abundant life that God talks about in John 10.10. He promises life and more abundantly, right? So part of that abundant life that we have in Christ is uh, having joy. Um, I noticed in my life and my, my own personal walk is like, sometimes I can get in a rut where I'm, I feel I'm doing everything I should be doing. You know, I'm going to church. I'm on the worship team. I'm, you know, doing ministry. Um, but for some reason, I feel... Uh, depressed, or I feel like a lack of joy in my life. Um, I kind of find that what it is sometimes is that we can become kind of like spiritually, sounds like spiritually constipated. So like we're in a river, right? This is like the river of the Lord. Stagnant. That's a better, that's a better word. Yeah. So, Yeah. So we're, this is the river of God we're in, right? Like we come to blazing fire and we just receive the love. You know, we're in worship. We feel that current of love, you know, wash over us. We feel, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, we, we, you know, love on each other and, and we're being fed, you know, spiritually. But then we leave and then it's like back to the grind. I got to go back to my job. You know, I got to do this. I got, I got my family to take care of. I got, you know, the world and the things, of the tasks that we have to do get kind of uh, take priority. And so we're not releasing what we're carrying. We, we have it in us. We receive it. And we're becoming like spiritual, obese Americans. Right? Like, right? <laughs> so that's, I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, like the fast food, you know, in the U.S., like we're known for being big, you know, we're known for being, I'm not me personally, but like, I feel like spiritually we can be in the same boat. So what we need to be doing is releasing this, like sharing it um, so that we can have that joy. And I notice when I release that, when I release what I've received here, on my daily job, uh, where you know, wherever God would show me to release, um, I feel that joy because I see other people receiving. People that normally wouldn't be in church, people that normally, you know, wouldn't wouldn't come here, 
they're receiving that joy too. And so that brings me joy. Um, also, like um, another, just another challenge that we have, I, I feel like um, a lot of people feel like, okay, I know that I need to share my story. I, I know that I need to share the love of Jesus. I know I need to do this. But when the opportunity comes, I get tongue-tied. Like, I don't know what to say. I feel like uh, I, 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 I can't talk. I just I can't do it. So um, I'm just going to pray that, you know, we have that taken off of us tonight, that God would just heal us from that fear. Um, so I, I was reading the story about uh, there was a little, a little child who had a, a speech impediment, and um, they were trying to figure out how to get rid of it because something with the tongue. Um, it was a little girl, she's six years old, and she couldn't uh, move her tongue to like pronou- pronounce regular words. She was having a lot of trouble. And so she went to different doctors. Finally, um, they realized there's that little, I forget what the name of it is, but yeah, the frenulum underneath your, that's awesome, uh, underneath the tongue. It was too short. You know, that little piece of skin that's between your tongue and the bottom of your mouth. It was too short. So they went to a dentist and had, or an oral surgeon had, had that cut off. And then the tongue was loose and she could speak. Yeah. So that's what we need spiritually, right? Um, In Mark 7.35, Jesus healed a mute man. And it says in Mark 7.35, immediately his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. So, so I'm just going to pray right now. God, I just ask for that Mark 7.35 anointing that you would loose our tongues, the impediment of the tongue, because we know that's Satan that is trying to impede us from sharing our story, sharing who we are in you, God. And so I just give permission people to people here to share their story, that there would be no more impediment, no more... Uh, I can't do this. I can't talk. That, Jesus, you would just break that off right now. In Jesus' name, any fear would go. First um, John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Uh, fear has to do with punishment. So a lot of times we fear rejection. And so all, all of that fear needs to go right now. In Jesus' name, I just command all that fear in Jesus' name to go right now. So, um, some practical things, right? So, um, I wanted to share just some four steps, four things that we could take away from this, um, just to put into practice what we already know. Um, How can I share my faith? You know, I asked the Lord to take off the fear, so now I'm going to step out there. Now what do I do, right? So, number one, I, I, I put, um, ask God to open our spiritual eyes. Um, a lot of the times, like I said, like for me, I go to work. I work in, uh, I work in a corporate setting. I work for Corporate Safeway um, in Pleasanton. I work in an office. And a lot of times I'm going in there, and I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that I have to do in the day. I'm not, I'm not thinking about other people. I'm not, you know. Um, we can become very self-centered. 
And so uh, what we need to ask the Lord is give me spiritual eyes. When I'm walking into my daily routine, my daily, uh, you know, my daily tasks, or whether you're, you know, at home, stay home parent or whatever it is, you know, give me spiritual eyes to see what you're doing. What are you doing in your um, in this sphere of influence that you've given me, God? Like, what, what are you really doing? Give me a heart for these people. Give me love for these people that are around me. Don't, don't let me be self-centered only, you know, what I have to do. So, number one, you know, ask for those spiritual eyes. Number two, um, have a short, uh, I call it elevator testimony. You probably heard that before. So, basically, we all have a story. Everybody who knows Jesus we have a story of what we were like before we knew him and um, how God opened our eyes, like what brought us to Jesus. And now that we know Jesus, what's our life like now, right? Um, so have that, you know, keep it short. Um, three minutes, you know, is, is a good amount of uh, you know, something you could share in the elevator that you're, you know, God speaks to you about the person there. You want to be able to share very, uh, you know, in a very uh, succinct way. Um, but you also want to have, like, a, your longer version, right? So if God gives you an opportunity to go to lunch with somebody and you have more time, you have 45 minutes, you have an hour, um, you know, you can go into more detail about how you came to know the Lord, um, all the little details about it. Um, but have a short version, you know, and we'll, we'll have practice for that. So if you haven't thought about, you know, keeping it shorter or a short version of, the, of your story, start thinking about it because I'm going to have you do that in a minute. Um, so basically it's what was my life like before Jesus? How did I come to know him? And what's it like now? Um, three, uh, pray for opportunities. So we all have, we're all encouraged here to have our, you know, intimacy with God, our private time with the Lord. So um, have a list, like make a little list of people, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of people, maybe two or three that you're thinking of. I'll start praying for opportunities to share your faith with them. There might be somebody on your job, there might be a neighbor, there might be, you know, somebody that you know that you can just start praying for them and start praying for opportunity. Um, and God will, God will give you opportunities. Um, just like uh, step number one, you know, open my spiritual eyes. You'll start seeing things uh, differently. Um, I could tell you stories about, um, you know, different people that I've started to see differently and God is giving me words for and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just giving you the steps. But you'll start seeing how... God starts working, and um, you're, it's more you're just aware of what's God, what God is doing. Because um, a lot of times God is working, we're just not aware of it. And we're just so self-centered, um, we don't see it. And then number four, uh, start, with one, start with one person. So don't overwhelm yourself like, okay, now I got to go out and like, talk to everybody I see at the store you know, I got to prophesy, I got I to, gotta, you know, tell everybody about Jesus. No, you know, take it slow. At, you know, uh, that list of people that you're praying for, you can pick one, right? Pick one person and just step out with that one. Just one, 
step out with them. Um, it could be a coworker that you kind of see very often. Maybe they don't even know you're a Christian. You know, I, I've had jobs where, or, or situations where people don't even know. I haven't even told them that I go to church. You know, I haven't even told them who I am. So part of it is just letting yourself be known who you really are. You know, I have a relationship with God. Um, and I want people to know that I have a relationship with God. Don't keep that hidden. You know, we're living in 2019. A lot of people are coming out of the closet, right? So it's like, let's not be closet Christians, right? We're in the closet. We don't want to share. We don't want people to know that we're Christians, you know, that we love the Lord, that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, we want to, you know, break out of that. We want people to know who we are, right? So um, God will open the door for you more and more. As you start stepping out, you'll start seeing that. Um, God will give you more opportunities. And, um, yeah, it'll, it'll just be a blessing for you. It'll be a joy um, that you'll start just receiving more from him, and, and he'll open more doors for you and give you favor and all of that. Um, always keeping it respectful, right? You don't want to get into arguments and... Um, but, you know, it's the opposite. God will give you favor with people. So um, so what I'm going to do is have you guys practice. So, like, if you guys could think of, I know it's kind of hard, you know, in a short amount of time. But if you could share your story, maybe get into groups of two. Okay. Um, and just give yourself three minutes each. Um, I'll let you know when the three-minute mark is. Uh, just so you can practice keeping it short. Just share, you know... What was my life? Where did I come from? You know, how, where, what was my life like before I met the Lord? How did I meet him? And what's my life, life like now? Okay, so three minutes, guys. All right, so your three minutes are up. So hopefully you got a chance to share. I know it's awesome. It's so good, I know. You guys are still talking, but that's all good. <laughs> so I want to say one more thing just right before we're done. All right, so we're done now. We are done. Your time is up. Shh. 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 This isn't even on. Okay, we need your attention back up. We're going to close this part up and then have communion. But Gabe wants to share one more thing. Everybody listen, please. So how was that? Okay. All right. So I'm just going to pray really quick. Um, and then I also wanted to make an invitation because we hardly ever do this here, but I'm sure it's okay for me to do. If someone here doesn't know Jesus, if you've been coming to this church and you felt the presence of God, but you don't know Jesus, you've never had an encounter with him, you've never uh, 
accepted him as your savior, um, feel free, come talk to me, come talk to Pastor Brett, Suzanne, anybody here that's in leadership, prayer team, I don't know if we're going to be up here, but come to any one of us and, you know, we can help you with that. So that's all I wanted to say and also pray. So Jesus, I just pray right now that you would just give us the boldness, that you would break off the fear, that you would just uh, give us a heart for the people that surround us. Um, wherever we are in our daily walk, God, that you would just give us a love, a heart for, for people, not just for ourselves and learning to love ourselves in this place and know who we are in our identity, but also seeing others the way you see them and giving them that privilege of knowing you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yay, God. So good. All right, we're, we're going to go into, oh, that's right. We're going to bless ourselves. I, for, I totally forgot. Stand up. This is going to be really quick. Two, two slides. And once again, you're blessing your spirit. And so wherever you see this, the line, you're saying your own name. And this is about um, basically blessing our spirits to do the very thing that Gabe just taught us about. All right? So here we go. Uh, Brent, <clears throat> I call your spirit to attention in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Listen to God's word for your spirit. I bless you with being one of those who is sent to go to people who lack peace, to take the peace of Jesus that is within you and share it with them. I bless you with being sent to clearly express the good news of the gospel story in ways that have never been told before, as well as in timeless ways as it has been told many times. I bless you, Brent, with finding a way to express the music of the gospel to those who have rejected the song many times before and have never really heard it with their spirits to be able to present it in new keys and new rhythms. I bless you with an anointing in your spirit to open the closed doors of other people's spirits so that the message of the gospel might speak from your spirit to their spirit, confirmed by the Holy Spirit of the true and living God. Their closed minds will be no barrier to the sound of freedom that comes from your lips to their spirits. I bless you with the Spirit of God working in the heart and the spirit of those who hear so that they can believe. Amen. All right. Have a seat. Once again, um, you know, have a seat. Once again, uh, this, that wasn't an intellectual exercise. I know, we, you know, we try to figure it out as we're reading, but you were actually speaking to your spirit. So now we just get to go do it. And um, as we're leading into communion, there's, this is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And um, I just want to say, um, there was, it was two nights ago, um, I, was, I was in the middle of the night. I mean, it was, I was sleeping, and, and um, I, I'll, I'll just tell you, I was praying for myself because, uh, you know, I just told you I was getting over, been getting over cold. And, um, and I heard, so in my sleep, I'm hearing the Lord say, go back. So I went, so I was going back to what I thought. I'm like, oh, okay, 
That's right. I have authority. So I was like going back to wherever that virus entered my body. And I was praying that. But I heard the Lord say, go back. I went, go back. Go back to where Christ is. See, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to be able to tell you the depth of what I was feeling. Um, so the next probably 30 minutes of, of mostly sleep, but I was half awake, was I no longer live. I was crucified with Christ. I was buried with him. I'm raised with him. That's what he was saying is go back, go back. Um, so the way I saw it in my spirit, and this is, the, the, I'm very visual at times. And so I saw the letter I like this, that, that took my whole body. I no longer live. So I has problems. I gets um, afraid. I, I has fear, but I no longer lives. That's what Paul said. I, you know, has disease. Yeah, but I doesn't live anymore. We can go on and on with this. I has addictions. Yeah, but that's why it says in Romans 6, you've already died to those things. We're just not believing it yet. Because I no longer live. It doesn't live anymore. But Christ lives in me. And that's, that's why we're taking communion tonight. <laughs> because we are agreeing with that. That, that I no longer, this is the whole key to the gospel. We keep trying to change ourselves and do better for God. And, and, go, and, then, and he's saying, you're not getting it. You were, you were crucified with Christ. You were buried with him. You were raised with him. So I doesn't live anymore. Christ lives in you. That's just the only reality that there is. And we're coming to grips with it. We're, we're just understanding it and believing more and more and more. This is, the, this is our life. So I'll let you think about that one. I'll let you pray that one. But um, I would like to ask if the two um, couples that we're going to, I think it was the Folklers and um, Headlands, we're going to come up and, and serve communion. Um, we're going to take it in tincture. It's a word you use every day, I'm sure, which is, <laughs> which, which means um, you're going you're gonna, to, let's come down the middle and there's going to be two, t- two uh, stations. So just choose one way or the other and then kind of curl back around. And, um, and if you guys can have music ready too, would you? Okay. Thank you. And um, so what that means is you're going to take a piece of bread and you're going to dip it in the juice. So we're not sipping from the cup. We're just dipping in the juice and, and eating it. And I would love, with whatever I just said, you guys, I would love for you just to speak a blessing, you know, over people about, I don't know, something that hits your spirit. That So you're just going to, yeah, I did say that already. So, um, so let me pray. And, and this is going to, um, I guess, semi-conclude our evening meeting. As you come up and you take communion, uh, feel free to either sit. You know, they're going to put some music on, sit with the Lord. Feel free to, you know, pray with people, talk, talk or whatever. But, um, but, yeah, what I'm asking, let's just pray right now. That Oh, I guess I hit that. Anyway, um, whew, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your plan of all eternity that Jesus would come to die in our place to take our death upon himself and that, and that only by your miracle could you say that we were all included in that death. But that's what the scriptures tell us. We say we weren't there and you say we were there. That we were there in his death. 
We are there in his burial. We are there in his resurrection, seated in heavenly places. That's what your word tells us. So, Lord, thank you that it's no longer I who live. It's Christ Jesus who lives in me. Can you just say that with me? It's no longer I who live, but Christ Jesus who lives in me. So, Jesus, we acknowledge this is the truth, that your death, your resurrection, uh, your death was enough. So as we're taking uh, this communion, we're saying, um, Jesus, you are our life. You are our bread. You are everything we need. And we receive your forgiveness. We receive your life. And thank you, Jesus, that as we go out from this place, we're not trying to do good things for you. We are actually being Christ to this world because I no longer live, but it is only Christ who lives in me. Amen. Please come on up and get communion. If you have children, please um, bring them with you too.